0: the man that says what the people need to hear somebody need to hear this that's right he's going to be bringing you the word each and every week you better not only be ready but stay ready stay ready so you don't have to get ready the time is up it's the moment you've been waiting for he's here it's the raw and uncut podcast with pastor Radden service starts now amen 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 all that stuff writing before the phone won't be ringing turning off my notifications and all that stuff amen 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 get ready to go ahead and open up another bible study amen praise the lord i pray that everybody was doing good today <clears throat> amen 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 god is great and greatly to be praised amen praise the lord sister patterson amen amen thank you for tuning again. As per usual, my that's my favorite class student right there. She's always the first one in class and always brings the teacher an apple. Amen, amen, amen. That's my favorite student right there. Amen, amen. God bless you, Sister Patterson. Amen. She's always ready to hear the word of God. See, that's what I'm talking about. Everybody should be coming on here at the same time. Just every, everybody should be a rush of people just waiting for just waiting for six o'clock. I even try and get on a minute or two earlier to give everybody time to get in and whatnot. That's what I try and do. Amen. But nevertheless, it is six o'clock. Amen. So let us go ahead and pray and get into our word. Amen. Hallelujah, God. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, Heavenly Father, Lord, for this day, God. We thank you, Father God, for this Bible study on tonight, God. Lord, use me in a mighty way, Heavenly Father, to give you glory, God, because you are worthy, Heavenly Father, Lord. Father God, I pray, Heavenly Father, Lord, that I'm your vessel on this evening, God. I'm your mouthpiece. Speak through me, Heavenly Father, Lord, that those can hear through social media, Heavenly Father, can be enhanced, be encouraged, be enlightened in the mighty name of Jesus, God have your way and your will be done. Lord, bless each and everyone that tunes in to hear this word in Jesus' holy name. We love you. We give you praise. We give you all the honor and all the glory because you're worthy in Jesus' holy name. Amen. 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 There's my beautiful cousin from Washington, D.C. Hey, cousin, Mother Chappelle, my beautiful wife, my honey brown sugar tuning in. My wife don't let me down. Amen. That's my ride. or die right there. Amen. God bless you. Amen. All you mighty ladies of God. Amen. I don't know where the brothers is at. Amen. The ladies is representing as always. Amen. You know, I'm a champion for the ladies. Amen. God bless all you mighty women of God for tuning in. I don't know where my bros is at. My brothers are supposed to be tuning in. Amen. Hallelujah. The ladies, is beating you to the punch. Amen. There go another one out in tune in. Minister T. Coleman. Boy, these ladies is on it now. I got four ladies online. God, leap. Boy, I tell you. I don't know where my brothers at on the night. Bless your holy name, God. Hallelujah, God. I'm quite sure I guess they'll get on when they get on. Amen. We lagging behind. Ladies is leading the way. God bless you. Well, I'm i I'm a teach and preach to the ladies tonight. Amen. God bless you. Did some of these brothers stop getting off their hands and get online. Amen. That's right. I'm calling out the men of God. Amen. Y'all know it's Bible study on tonight. Amen. God bless you. Amen. But I want to talk about something, Amen. And um, <clears throat> it is serious, and some of it may be funny, and it maybe is what it is, but um, <clears throat> well, first and foremost, I'm Elder Radden from uh, Restoration Community Outreach Ministries. I am the S- assistant pastor, amen, under the leadership of the mighty woman of God, Pastor Tonetta Ramixon, amen, hallelujah, God, um, and the, uh, I overseer, our uh, bishop, Bishop John Willie Robinson, Jr., amen the big bad bishop god bless both of them for allowing me to do another bible study on tonight amen bless your holy name god amen um also under the leadership from my prelay, bishop andre sexton from sierra vista arizona amen and his beautiful wife uh evangelist uh audrey sexton bless them keep them and cover them amen i pray for all of my <laughs> leaders as much as possible because we need our leaders always pray for your leaders amen hallelujah god um There was something going on around the internet here about a week ago, two weeks ago, and I know you saw it. Actually, I'm gonna talk about money on tonight, but there was something that was going on. It was just a question, and I know it was all fun and for giggles and all of that type of stuff. Have y'all seen on there when it was saying that? And the question went: The church, if the church cash apps you ten thousand dollars, would you return it? Be honest. That's what it said. If the church cash-apps you, you get a cash-app from the church for $10,000. <laughs> what did it say? They accidentally cash-apped you, $10,000. Would you return it? Be honest. That's all what it was saying. And, man, it was like a bunch of people shared it. And you. I remember seeing I didn't comment on none of it. I was too busy looking at the answers. And just when I think that we are headed in the right direction, <laughs> just when I think we're doing good, the answers were surprising was not surprising, but disappointing. I'll put it that way. I didn't think I see not one answer. I mean, now some of them had hundreds. I did, but the ones that I did see, the ones that I did see, I didn't see not one of them say I'll return it. Okay, now first of all, let's get to the basic. The church is going to accidentally. Who did churches have finance committees and all of that? Why would somebody? I want to find t- Cash App you ten thousand dollars. First of all, I I know you're our elder. You being too literal is just a question. they just saying I know, but how does that happen? Why they got your Cash App and Cash Apping you ten thousand dollars? But you know what? Okay, I'll play your silly game. Okay, you get ten thousand dollars from your church. My God, the answers that I saw was God don't make no mistakes. Won't He do it? I am gonna pay my tithes and offering of it. And all that. i like, God don't want your funky little ties and offering off of stolen money. That ain't yours. I'm like, oh, golly, you got to be kidding me. Won't he do it? Really? God don't make no mistakes. I'm like, man, come on now. And some of them like, no, I ain't. and Some of them just, just being straight up on. They wouldn't do I mean, my goodness. I mean, you know what? And like I said, surprising, not surprising. I meant to say not surprising, but very disappointing because People are just gonna be people. You know, everybody always talking about they wanna go into heaven, but that but that money, my goodness. First Timothy six and ten. Mm. And y'all know where I'm going, it's about the love of money. First Timothy six and ten, what does it say? We know what it says, but I'm gonna read it. And it goes beyond what I'm about to say here. Now this is new King James Version. Um, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. I think King James just says of all evil. But this says all kinds of evil. Amen. Right there. Right there. Now you know it says it's the root of all evil, the love of it. Even the OJs had it right back in the day when they said the love them. Even they sang the song, for the love of money. Y'all know what that is. That got my cousin Gwen. That's when she was a young lady back then. Well, I know she used to pump that up in her ride. My past and all them. I'm quite sure they used to pump that up back in the day. Amen. I know they did with the OJs. Just bumping and nodding their head into the beat uh, for the love of money. Amen. Money, money, money. The love of money is the root of all evil, as it says in First. Timothy 6 and 10, but then it keeps going. And so, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. They say, with their greediness, you even have even men and women of God said pierced through the faith that have put money before God. It's the money, it's the deposit, you know that ain't yours. I ain't saying it's, it's gonna feel good returning it, but my goodness. It's not yours. Man. Oh, I got my first brother on tonight, Minister Coleman. He was, he was, thank you, man of God, for tuning in. Join in with all the ladies because the ladies are leading the way. Man, God bless you, Minister. Um, money, the love of money and people like they say, even the song says it right. People will do all kinds of things for money. They will, women will sell their bodies and whatnot, you know, and all of that type of stuff. You people will steal to get money. People run all kinds of schemes to get more money and all of that. The Bible is full of stuff talking about rich people. That's, and if you rich, you better be doing the right thing if you got a lot of money. That's all I'm saying. If you to the point where you are considered rich, well, you can afford to help people, but you're not. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I got you know we know the parable about the rich man and his bonds. We know about the rich young ruler. I'm gonna talk about all that here on tonight. And when I, even though they're parables, but you have people with that kind of way of thinking. But for that to come out, people just put that out there. And dog, I don't want to hear people that I was just playing. I no, you were serious. If you get ten thousand dollars in your bank account, you have and you know where it come from, and you know they ain't supposed to send that to you. More like you, you wouldn't return it. A lot of people wouldn't and whatnot. So. Then that's just some born, that's some born again saved Christians, knowing that they get full well money like that from a church, your own church. You mean to tell me you wouldn't give it back? So you, you just go keep it, huh? That, 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 like you said, I mean, you know... Uh, People have found money like in bank bags. I just use Bank of America, for instance. You know, with all of that money, everybody ain't doing everything online. Sometimes you have to physically take money to the bank and drop it and all of that type of stuff. Sometimes you have to do that. Bank of America bags and bank bags and uh, have been found on the ground with thousands of dollars in there. But the bag itself has the bank name on there. It has the name on there. A lot of it is checks and different things, but a lot of it is cash as well. The point is, you see that. Now, what you gonna do now? Are you gonna return it to the Bank of America? Or, a, uh, or you know, as we say on the street, that they used to say, charge it to the game. You know, whoever did this, they shouldn't have dropped it and whatnot. See, now this individual who didn't drop that money now, now they worried, they panicked to death now, trying to worry about what happened to that. Let's just say, if it was ten thousand dollars worth of stuff in that bag, now they're worried about it. Now you got to tell your supervisor uh, or whomever and whatnot, that you done came up $10,000 short that you don't know what it, is. And like, they go look at you like, okay, well, we just write it off. No problem, man, please. You know how much trouble somebody get in for that? It was just an honest, it dropped, whatever the case may be. Who's going to pick it up and return it? You know, and all that. And no matter how bad you might need it, no matter how bad you in debt, you know that money don't belong to you. It's different if it's unidentifiable or you see something and whatever and you pick it up and keep it. But certain things has name on it. Armored trucks. Have been stolen that happened here in columbia south carolina several years ago people always saying what would you do if you were walking in the way and just happen to see an armored truck there my good all of that type of stuff people steal armored trucks and all of that money and they part so what now when you come across it you know you take that money that's federal money and all of that and people have gotten in trouble for doing that and whatnot because some of them got greedy that stole it and they're going to strip clubs and they say making it range and throwing it all up in the money and all the money fall. you ain't never did that before now, all of a sudden, you got all kinds of money that you can just blow, buying everybody drinks and all that. So you're telling on yourself all of that type of stuff, money and whatnot. The love of it has gotten people killed in jail. You know, we'll just go ahead and, and read some more like the rich young ruler, for instance, in Matthew 19, for instance, in Matthew 19. He did ask a question, though, and that's a question I think that every born-again believer would love for somebody to ask them. The rich, that's the name of the parable, the rich young ruler. They don't call him that in here, but that's just, you know, always the title. He came up to Jesus and said, how may I have eternal life, my God? Mm. Ain't that a a good question if somebody would ask you that, if somebody would come up to you and say, how may I be saved? Boy, that's a question we would all love to hear for somebody to ask us if so we can tell them about the Roman road, the road to salvation, and accepting Jesus as your personal savior. My God. Hallelujah. I know you did, cousin. I know you listened to them OJs back in the day, bumping it up for the love of money. Hallelujah. I was too young back then. I ain't know nothing about that. Uh the rich young ruler at Matthew nineteen, starting at verse sixteen, it says, Now behold, one came and said unto him, Good teacher. What good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And this is Jesus talking and said, Why do you call me good? No one is good, but that is God. But you want to enter life? Keep the commandments. And he told him about thou shalt not murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not steal. And he said, I done did all of that. I did all of that since I was a youth. That's what he said. He said, All these things I've kept from my youth. What do I still lack? And Jesus said, if you want to be perfect, go sell all that you have, give to the poor, and you will have a treasure in heaven and come follow me. So this is what God told him to do. Sell every, get rid of all of your stuff, sell it to the poor, give it away, come and follow me. He said, but when the young man heard it, he went away sorrowful and because he had great possessions. Now, the very thing, there you go, stand the man, my retired man. I know retired life must be lovely. God bless you, man of God. Thank you for tuning in, Stanley. Good to see you, brother. Verse 23, but Jesus said to his disciples, assuredly, I say unto you, it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. After he walked away sad, God told his disciples that, or Jesus told them that it's hard for a rich, but yet everybody want to be rich. Everybody want to have hundreds of millions of dollars in the bank, but what you going to do when you get it? Just I'll keep it for yourself, because we're going to talk about that here in a minute. Keep it to yourself or just help out a few family members or whatnot. You say, I got mine. You got to get yours. All of these hurting people out here, all of these poor people out here, all people that are struggling, making a mortgage payment and making car payments and making all kinds of things and whatnot. But nevertheless, it said it's hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. So I'm supposed everybody still want to be rich. And this comes out of Jesus' mouth. So it's easy to say what you go going to do until you get it, until you get it. It's easy to talk about what you going to do with all that money to you. How many people are you going to help? Hallelujah, God. You go open up a homeless shelter? That costs millions of dollars if you go do that. What else are you going to do? Uh you go try and do something to help out uh, uh orphans and things of that nature? Are you going to donate the money to uh to St. Jude Hospital, or millions of dollars to help uh those kids with cancer? And thank God for St. Jude's a place like that because um the parents don't have to pay anything or nothing like that. They can treat the kids and whatnot. They, they, they run off of donations and all that. You get millions of dollars and you go help them out. Things of that nature, like that right there. Ha, p- children and kids with special needs and all of that type of stuff. It's plenty money to spend on that there. Plenty of money to spend on that there. But it said it's hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Everybody wants to have rich, but they don't want to help nobody and whatnot. So, you got to look at that, saints. Even Jesus said that the Bible is full of things talking about money. It even says, woe to the rich. Don't trust in man. Don't put your trust in riches, but put your trust in God. All of them scriptures out there, all you got to do is Google, what does the Bible say about getting rich? And all kinds of scriptures and stuff will come up. All kinds of gonna come up. These are just a few, and ain't that about. Now I only got four of them that I put down, These, just some of the key points that I was trying to prove. See, that's New Testament. Now I'm about to go to the Proverbs and Deuteronomy because in Proverbs, I think, 28 and 22, it talks about having uh, uh, those that uh, chase out the riches quickly. You're gonna end up uh, end up going into poverty, chasing out the riches. That's Proverbs 28 and 22. Amen. Proverbs 28 and 22 basically says, oh, the one that has an evil eye, it says, what is it? It says that a man with an evil eye Hastens after riches and does not consider that poverty will come upon him. Hallelujah God. That poverty will come upon him. Chasing after riches and whatnot. Is there anything wrong with having a lot of money? Absolutely not. And whatnot. But what are you doing with it that you got it? Amen. Yes, there's a lot of rich uh, uh athletes that are helping out people and stars, but some of them don't do nothing. Some of them are mean and very nasty to people and whatnot. Um, Shaquille O'Neal does a lot of things. Is that he just went and he be I have stories about Shaquille on there to be in Walmart at the layaway thing and just notice a single lady coming there with her child and whatnot. And he would just sit there and pay stuff off for him that they didn't have on layaway. Not parents, but single ladies that were coming there with their child. He's been known to do that. He's been known to be in a shoe store and somebody's looking for shoes and whatnot. And he told him, just go ahead and get what you want to get. These are, these are documented things and not just trying to do it so everybody can see him. That's just who he is. Years and years and years ago, even when he was with the Orlando Magic, long before he became a Los Angeles Lakers. Do you remember when Toys R Us was open? Shaquille O'Neal would literally shut down the store, get a big 18 wheeler, fill it all up with all the toys and whatnot and give them away and all of that type of stuff and give it to needy children. He would do that. He's not the only one. Others do some things, too, with things like that. Go to a toy store and rent it out. And um get things and whatnot and give them to kids and children and whatnot. So you do have people that are doing things like that and God bless them for it. They don't not necessarily have to be men and women of God to do something like that. They just have it in their heart to do something like that, especially the ones that came up a real rough way and whatnot. Even those that have children, they teach their children about the meaning of giving to a giving away to the poor. He said, Because see, as a child, you go get all year long anyway, because your parents is rich. So what's Christmas to a child that's growing up rich? Because their parents are rich and well. now, what now? What's Christmas to them? Anything they want, they can get from January to December before Christmas even get here. Why are they all in the bed can't wait for Christmas Day? You done got everything because your parents are rich. Some of them might make you earn it and wait, but most time, with the new PlayStation Six comes out, if it comes out in March, more than likely a rich man, they'll go ahead and get that for their child, and I go make them wait to December. And all of that because it costs eight, nine hundred, or a thousand dollars. Please, that's nothing to somebody with hundreds of millions in the bank. That's what I'm getting at. They get everything and whatnot. But there are people out here that are struggling to make ends meet, just like the rich man with the parallel about the, the rich man. <clears throat> ah, man! I, I thought I wrote it down. Remember, the, the rich man. Um, he had so much. That he said, I'm going to tear down my old barns and I'm going to build bigger barns to hold all of my stuff. And after that, I'm going to just say to myself, you can sit back and relax, eat, drink and be merry. That's a parable. And then the the spirit of the Lord came to him and said, you fool, called him a fool. Your soul will be required of you this night. In other words, he was about to die. In other words, you got all of this stuff and don't want to help nobody. He said, I'm going to build bigger barns to hold all my stuff. Not give this stuff away. Now, you know, right now, if you got a deep freezer and you can barely close it, man, don't you think you need to do something? You're, yeah, obviously, you blessed to have all that stuff in there, but you need to be giving that stuff away to somebody. Hey, Amen. There go my old roommate from Korea. Hey, Amen. AJ, my man. Hey, Amen. God bless you, boy. i you doing good to see you, man. Hey, Amen. You got all of that stuff, so you just go tear down your old bonds and build bigger bonds and whatnot and keep all of that to yourself. That's why this time of year, they're asking on the gospel radio station now, they need 200 people to give $25 apiece because they got to reach their goal and whatnot. Always this year. First of all, we should be giving year round, but especially this type of year, they're always asking for, if you got extra, get some extra canned goods, do something. Our church has a thing called missions where we can pay money to, and then we go out and we feed the homeless on certain days and do things of that nature and whatnot. Um, we've known, like I said, I've said i said it before, we go out on Christmas Day and things of that nature. Sometimes that's really, really putting yourself or your selfish needs to the side when you're going out on a holiday where everybody's home and eating and doing things and you're going out early that morning and doing some things for the homeless and whatnot. But for you to just to sit there and say, I'm just gonna keep all of this to myself, that's selfish. And there's people out here that need stuff out here. This stuff ain't gonna hurt you. How many of y'all got clothes in the closet still got the tag on it and it's been in your closet before the pandemic? I mean, <laughs> now, come on now. I mean, some of this just give that stuff away. Go to the Goodwill or go somewhere and give it away. You ain't using it. That's one thing I can say. He's not on the line tonight. By Elder Price, Elder Robert Prices. Is, as is, uh, as much as we uh, do things, God bless you. I see you. I see you, uh, the Childs family. God bless you. We went out to do a, a homeless uh, ministry, some men of God, and we went and it was a a big, heavy set white man out there, tall, big, and. He had cleats. Anybody that plays sports know anything about cleats. Cleats has a hard bottom. That's uncomfortable. If you got to walk around. Yes, you got shoes on your feet, but nevertheless, that's uncomfortable. I don't see nobody here going to walk around in cleats all day with a hard bottom and them little plastic hard spikes sticking out. And you got to walk. That's what he had on his feet. As a matter of fact, Stanley. Yeah. Robert Price. Robert Price went into his trunk. He said, what size you wear, man? Because you can tell he has some big feet. He had maybe a 12 12 or 13, 11, something like that. He had some shoes in his trunk that he only wore maybe one time. Now, he paid money for that. Still pretty, white, whatever it was. He gave them shoes away to that man. Just gave it to him. Now, that really touched me. He didn't have to do that now. He just could have gave him some money, just could have gave him some food or whatever. But he felt sorry for that man walking around in a pair of cleats on his feet and gave him them shoes that was in the trunk of his car so that man can wear I myself, many, many years ago, we was feeding and we was out there doing something with the homeless on a Saturday, and it was cold, because it was like February or something like that, and I had my skull, I had a nice Gamecock scully on. Everybody know I'm a South Carolina Gamecock fan. I had my scully on and my jacket. And I'm glad I had a hoodie on also. So it was a, a man out there, barely had any hair on his head, and it was cold. And back that time, I don't think we had any knit caps to give out. I felt some type of way. I was like, man, I might have another skull cap in the car. And I kind of knew, well, you ain't got no skull cap in the car. But I went just to look, just to see. I'm looking all up under the seats and nothing. And it was pricked in my heart. I said, go and get that man that Gamecock hat, that scully hat. He needed more than you do. Gave that man. That man started crying. He started crying. When I gave it to him, I hugged him. So all I'm thinking was cold I say, last year, all I did was just put on my hoodie then and tie it like that. The Gamecock hat is just a hat, guys. He needed it more than I did. Worldly possessions, come on now. You can't take them with you. I mean, come on now. That's why that's a good ministry to get involved in the homeless uh, uh, shelter, battered shelter, battered women, all kinds of things of that nature, man. There's many things that we can do with our money to help people out instead of just keeping it all to ourselves. Stop being so greedy. Oh, there you go, Deaconess. Talking about the wrong team. Stop being so greedy. You know I love my game, cards. Give stuff away that you're not using, even stuff that you are using. Somebody needs it more than you do. They really do. Bishop gives an example all the time. Back in the day, back when he was passing out papers back in uh, Fayetteville, North Carolina, he was throwing papers four, five in the morning, and he seen a man there shivering, whatnot, standing there. I mean, you got it. He tells a beautiful story. I've heard him say it about a hundred times, but it's a beautiful story about his love. Had a brand new leather jacket on. He said, my goodness, boy, that man, he said, that man, he said he gave that man his leather jacket. I'm just it's a whole lot more to the story about taking a man to the bus station and some other different things. But he gave the man his leather jacket. This was back in either in the early 90s or late 80s or something like that. He said that was a good leather jacket and it cost a lot of money and he gave it away. We as men and women of God cannot be valuing possessions over people that need it and whatnot. The love of money. My God is the root of all evil. Yes, it may cost some more money. Well, you say, well, oh well, I got to keep this jacket because it cost me $150 or it cost me $200. He gave that jacket away. Price gave those shoes away. Brand new. And that scully that I had, it wasn't too ragged. It was a nice scully. Gave it away and whatnot. You have to do things like that. I mean, we're not trying to do things just to get brownie points in heaven. You got to do them things from the heart because people need it from you. Amen. People need it from you. And you just heard what my pastor say. It's better to more to give than to receive. Amen, Pastor. The word even says that. Amen. Hey, baby. How you doing? Honey brown sugar just walked in. Amen. It's better to give than to receive. You just got to do those things. You got to give up some of the possessions that you got. I know it hurt. You got to give up your time sometime to go out and do things like that on Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever the case may be. Hallelujah, God, to help people in need. Yes, there are a lot of volunteers out there and I thank God for them and I thank God for those churches that are going out there and doing things. Amen. There's so many other things that I wanted to come at tonight. I think it was a couple of other examples that I I wanted to use and probably come to me in a minute, but we have to, we got to put other people in front of ourselves. Amen. When it comes to that. It's just disappointing to hear people saying if you accidentally get $10,000 that the church sent to you, that you would actually keep that money instead of returning it and whatnot like that. But yet everybody wants to go to heaven. Everybody wants to holler God is good and all of this type of stuff. You know, I'll accept any type of money as long as it's not stolen. As long as it's not stolen. I can deal with that. You know, people always ask, ask, what if a drug dealer wants to donate $1,000 to your church? First and foremost, how you know it's a drug dealer? Who in the world is going to stand up in a church and announce that they sell dope? You don't know who's in there. You don't know if this is a, a, a police Police officers are always on duty just because they're not in uniform. I ain't saying they got to be undercover. This is a church that they go to on Sundays. They in there with their families. And you think that some fool go walk up and tell me, well, I sell dope for a living. That's what I do. And I want to donate $1,000. I want to. Who going to say that? like, well, ain't nobody going to come in there and tell me they're a dope dealer. And whatnot. So I mean, people just because they just want to see what you go say and all of that type of stuff. Yeah, if it ain't stolen money. The word of God says the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. That's the word, and whatnot. As long as it ain't stolen, as long as you know it ain't stolen, that's it. It's different if you don't know. You can't take money that don't belong to you, whether it's you personally or the church or anybody else. Lottery money is not stolen money. You heard some pastors say hey, we come from the lottery, I ain't taking it. And, and, and more pastors, like <laughs> nine out of ten pastors, say, yes, they would take that money if somebody would get it, just because I don't play it or you don't play it all the time. I mean, shoot, if somebody. Would, you want to make a nice donation off of that and whatnot, you get three men, you want to get 300,000, who will turn that down? That ain't stolen money, but I mean, but you know what, you know, it's legal. It's not illegal. That's what I mean, and, and people got to realize that your church ain't no holier than mine because you won't take uh, lottery money and whatnot. You won't make it into heaven no faster than what my church, will, my people will, or whatnot like that. So you ain't impressing nobody to me. Far as that's concerned, God is not going to give you no special for me because you know I'm not taking no lottery money, whatever. If you don't want to take it, you don't have to. That's that's your right and your presumption. You you, you don't have to do so. A lot of pastors say, Oh, yes, they will take that money, and when that is not stolen, all right now. Anyway, amen. Will do, will do. God bless you, amen. You have to. When you can, God called you for a reason, that's what I'm saying. You can't be like everybody else. God called you for a reason. That's why it says you're sanctified, we're different, we're set apart. We're not like everybody else. If a stolen armored truck just happens to cross your path and whatnot and and wreck and turn over and all the money, the door fly open and all the money fly out, I guess you're gonna be part of the freight of going in and start grabbing and getting all that money. Come on now. Really? 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 Come on now. You you can't do that. We we are men and women of God. Yes, people go run right over there and get all that money. We work. We do other things. God is the source. Everything else is a resource. Depend on your source. Depend on your source. Yes, somebody's at the door. I think somebody was going to come see me about something. God is the source. Everything else is a resource. Hallelujah, God. Bless your holy name. We put our faith and our trust in God. That's who we put our faith and trust in. Not the lottery system, not the government, not the job, but Jesus Christ himself. That's who we put our trust in. That's who we trust. Nobody else. God, the word tells you don't put your trust in man. Don't put your trust in riches. Put your trust in God Almighty. That's who you put your trust in. Keep believing. Keep asking. Amen. And just keep doing what you do. Amen. Put your trust in God above everything else. He's first and foremost. <clears throat> He's first and foremost above everything else. The very first commandment of the Ten Commandments says thou shall have no other gods before me. Thou shalt put no other gods before me. He's first, not money. They knew exactly what he was doing, Timothy, when he was led by the Holy Spirit to say for the love of money is the root of all evil. It's a crime shame what people are do for money. Money, 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 money. And that's all what's on people's mind is money. I've told you before, I don't know who to be mad at more, the drug dealer or the drug addict and whatnot. Because you tan tearing up your community, selling that garbage because you're concerned about money. And you know this person that's strung out ain't got no business having any more drugs in their system. You know they don't work and they're bringing you money and you don't care where they got it or how they got it. You just go take your little funky little 10 or $20 and give them that rock or whatever it is that they desire. I'm mad at both of you because you didn't heard me say it before. You ain't going to smoke it with them. That's why I'm mad at the drug addict. Don't you sell the property. If that's your product, you stand by your product. But drug dealers will tell you quick, I'm not smoking it, but I'm going to sell it to you. And you crazy enough to keep and smoking it. That ought to tell you something right there. If the man or woman that's selling it till you want to you won't do it, then you need to run from it. And now you done got hooked on that stuff and you just got to have it now. Money, because the drug dealer is greedy and that's all they want. They will kill and steal for it. You've heard even sayings out there drug dealers are sell to their own mother if she's strung out. Because you know what he said? I've heard drug dealers say this. You know what they say? They say she go get it from somebody anyway. She might as well get it from me. That's the world we live in. That's the world we live in right now. It, it it's sad. It really is. For all of these people to say all these people to say that, I do know, God is not, don't make no mistakes. Won't he do it if the church accidentally cash up $10,000 in my account? You know, good and darn well that money don't belong to you. You should cash app it right back to the church if that was to happen. Even though we know that anyway, I just get what the question is saying. Things do happen. But I mean, that was just a question of people's shit. They just want to see what people go say. Won't he do it? I said, my goodness. Really? I'll pay my tithes and offering of it. God don't make no mistakes. My God. Like I said, very, very disappointing, but not surprising. Don't let money ruin you. Don't let money be the reason why you can't make it into heaven. Please don't do that. Don't be like the rich man and whatnot. You got all of that stuff and just go keep it to yourself and whatnot. Give the stuff away, please. You know, there's homeless places that need turkeys and ham and all of that type of non-perishables and all of that type of stuff. You know, you got a cabinet full of stuff that's got dust on the can. You'd had them can of peas and corns for months. Get that stuff away. Give it because somebody needs that stuff. Get that stuff away. Stop that. You 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 look in your cupboard. You yes, you are highly blessed because you got all of that stuff. But there's somebody who needs it more than you. I'm talking about those of you that just got full of beans and corn and all kinds of different things and peas and all of that type of stuff. Give this stuff away. Keep leaving it in there. How many of you done had stuff and you done had it so long, you looked at the bottom and it's been expired for six or seven months? Ouch. You done had the canned goods so long that it's expired. And you go in the grocery store today and get some canned goods. That stuff's going to be good for two years or better. At least another year and some change. And next thing you know, you look at the bottom of it. You done had it six months past the expiration date. You done had that can sitting in there for almost two years or whatever it may be. May God help us all. Help us, Jesus. Forgive me of my sins, God. Forgive us of our sins, God. Don't be like the rich man. You got the stuff. Give it away. God bless each and every last one of you. Amen. Hallelujah, God, for tuning in on tonight. The Bible says so much about rich people, and it's not good, to be honest with you. But yet we all have a desire to be filthy rich. If you're gonna be multi-rich, if you hit the number and the lottery and whatnot, and them billions of dollars that be coming out and them hundreds of millions, and you just happen to hit, and after all the taxes and stuff been taken on, you get that stuff deposited in your bank account, don't forget about the less fortunate. I'm not sitting here telling you to give all over the way, of course, but don't forget about the less fortunate. Help people out. People are having GoFundMe's for funerals and all kinds of things that people need help. People's house just didn't burn down. They need a place to stay. You got hundreds of millions of dollars now. You can't buy nobody a house. Furnished. Again, all of that. I mean, come on now. That, that's just the truth. I mean, you got millions of dollars now. What's going, going to hurt you to give a $200,000 house to somebody? Pay it all off. All they got to do is just pay the taxes on every year. Their house just burned down. They ain't got no clothes, no nothing. Smoke, inhalation, and tore up all the clothes. What you going to do? See, this is real, and I'm raw, R-A-W. What you going to do? This is the type of teaching we need to hear. We can't keep forgetting about people that got got it a little more than everybody else. But if you do happen to get money like that, help somebody out, please. That stuff be on the news all the time about somebody that lost their home, they staying in a hotel now, FEMA got them put up somewhere. I can't imagine nothing like that. That's hard. That's very hard. Amen. God bless each and every last one of you. Thank you, uh, cousin. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor. God bless each and every last one of you. Amen. Hallelujah. God. Thank you, uh, brother uh, uh, Deacon Fuller. Amen. Just like what you said. Amen. Stop storing riches and glory. And start storing spiritual wealth. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. Got to have that. Spiritual wealth. Yeah, if you go store up anything, that's what you need to have. Love in your heart and spiritual wealth. I'm going to get ready to close out with a prayer and we're going to get ready to close it down for the night so you can go ahead and enjoy your Wednesday evening. Amen. I got you know some shows I need to watch and all of that type of stuff. So I want to enjoy the rest of my evening. God bless each and every last one of you. Let's go ahead for a word of prayer. Amen. 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 Um, let us pray. Father God, in Jesus' holy name, God, we thank you for those that was on the line tonight. We thank you for those that heard the word on tonight, God. We thank you for those that might hear it on tomorrow or Friday or Thursday, whatever day they might hear it, God, that they will sit and listen, God. I pray, Father God, that this word is impactful. I pray, Father God, Lord, that this word was enlightened for people and encouraging, Heavenly Father, and enhancement. Hallelujah, God. Father God, you get the glory. It's nothing what I have done. In Jesus' name, it's all about you, Father God. In the mighty name of Jesus, bless your holy Name, thank you, God, for blessing this Bible study on tonight, God, and all those that had to, took time out to tune in in the mighty name of Jesus. Watch over those that are on the line tonight, keep them covered with your blood in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' holy name, we pray, Amen. Our church cash app is. Uh, dollar sign rcom restoration community outreach ministries 1999 amen under the leadership of the mighty woman of god pastor tonetta robinson and uh, overseer bishop john willie robinson jr they also have a service in newberry south carolina at two o'clock every sunday amen uh, faith deliverance outreach from what 2615 john stone street if you're up that way Please visit and stop by. Amen. We're at 2208 East Boundary Road, right off of Percival Road there. Uh, you can catch it off of Decker Boulevard. Just put it in your GPS and you it'll get you right there. 2208 East Boundary Road. Amen. We'd we'll love to have you. The doors are always wide open. We start at 10:45. Amen. For service. Amen. And like us say we'll have you home to watch the kickoff. Amen. Hallelujah, God amen bless your holy name because like i said the passing they have to get out they have to get ready to go start their other ministry going because you can't deprive them amen they start at two o'clock amen for those of us here in columbia amen we you know we got we start 10 45 we have powerful singing powerful word powerful uh everything just powerful amen god bless each and every last one of you for tuning in god bless you bishop kills mighty woman of god from dc god bless you thank you amen for tuning in mighty woman of god Amen. Thank God for each and every last one of you. I love you and praise you and give you honor and glory to God in Jesus name. If you need prayer, holler at me, hit me up on our Facebook or message me and we'll talk about it. We'll discuss it. We'll tell God all about it and let God fix it. Amen. Remember, I love you, but God loves you more. Amen. Good night.